0: today on CityCast Denver. The climate is changing, have you heard? Our elected officials talk about it all the time. Our transit planners always seem to have a new plan to help combat it. And most Denverites generally wanna do something about it. But climate change feels like a problem
1: so huge, there's nothing we can really do. There's muscle behind it. These aren't just climate goals, and if they don't meet it, they lose money. Like there's some actual teeth to this rule.
0: Friend of the show and Colorado Public Radio reporter Nathaniel Miner is back today, and he's talking about a new state transit plan that might actually, finally, hopefully, lead to some real change. And maybe the end of highway widenings in Denver forever. Today is Thursday, August 25th, 2022. I'm Bree Davies, and this is CityCast Denver.
1: My wife and I took a vacation to Europe. We land in Barcelona and she looks at me and she's like, okay, so I know you're going to talk about buses and all that crap, but but keep yourself under control because we're here to enjoy ourselves.
0: <laughs> Nathaniel Minor, welcome back to CityCast Denver. Thanks, Bree. So I understand that our benevolent local transit overlords have recently published an important new plan. What is this new plan?
1: Uh, So this plan really came down from the state legislature um, when they passed a big climate bill in I think it was 2019 that set these big emissions reduction goals from the state. And a lot of that, a lot of those goals are being met by um, like power producers like XL Energy, shutting down coal plants and moving toward Renewable energy. That's like a big part of this. But on the transportation side, that, that's sort of this whole separate arena, right? So we've, um, some of the strategies, like the big one, is moving to electric vehicles, right? Like the Polis administration wants to get almost a million electric vehicles on the road by 2030. That'll do most of the heavy lifting. But about a third of the transportation emissions reductions are going to come from people frankly, driving less. So like the state have these, has these projections going out. Here's how much we think people are going to drive for the next 10 years. And what they're doing in this climate plan is, is like ticking that down.
0: I mean, you and I know Coloradans, a lot of people like me love to drive. How are we going to drive less? <laughs> or how are they anticipating? Like what is the how did this projection come about?
1: So they are really leaning on making other options better. that That's sort of the the main thrust that they're going for here. And that is really being borne out by where they're putting money. So they are they're shifting money from planned highway expansions. They're canceling a few of those and moving this money toward things like, A bus rapid transit network by 2030, more money for multimodal stuff. So pedestrian paths, or I guess normal people will call them sidewalks um, (laughs) and bike lanes, things like that. Things to get people out of their cars.
0: Are we talking about like making RTD better?
1: So none of this money would go straight to RTD for their operations. Um, This would go to like local governments like the city of Denver or Aurora or Englewood so that they could rebuild the roads to make them better for RTD. It's not that the buses are going to run more often. It's that um, busy streets like Federal or Colfax will have a bus only lane. So the bus will move faster.
0: That like is such a great visual for me as a car driver who drives Federal often, Yeah. The- Buses are stuck in traffic with us and they annoy everybody. But also I understand their purpose is like we need them to have their own space. So this would ideally provide funding to do that.
1: Right. Um, You know, some streets like on East Colfax, that that bus rapid transit plan, that's been in the works for a long time. We know what that's going to look like from downtown all the way out to the Aurora Denver line. That's going to be a bus only lane. On Colfax, it's a little squishier. They're a little bit earlier in the planning process. Frankly, city government and is really and CDOT and RTD and all these planners are, are trying to figure out like what they can do, what's politically palatable, right? Because how many cars drive federal every day? Um, and as soon as you start taking lanes of a busy road like that and saying, okay, like if you want to move on this lane, you got to be on the bus. That is going to cause some friction, I think. And so they're trying to weigh you know, shifting how people move to more cleaner modes of travel, while also, you know, not pissing people off too much.
0: <laughs> right. So, I mean, it feels a little bit like deja vu, like maybe we've heard something like this before, but what makes this particular plan such a big
1: deal? So what's new here, um, there's there's a couple important entities here for rights. One is CDOT, And then there's the Denver Regional Council of Governments, Dr. Cog, which I will forgive you if you do not know exactly what they are or what they do, um, but they are a planning organization, kind of quasi-governmental, that is charged under federal law to set the transportation agenda for the Denver region. And what CDOT and Dr. Cog have done in the last couple of weeks is put out new plans, new long-term plans that cut out highway expansions. Specifically, I-25 from Santa Fe up to downtown. That was on the list to be expanded. Um, CDOT wanted to put a toll lane there. And now they're saying, we're not going to do that. That's going to cost too much money. That is going to um, raise emissions too much. We we can't do that and meet our climate goals at the same time. So it's out. And we're going to take money that we were going to spend on that and put it into area transit, all the other things that we talked about. Um, The other big highway expansion that they cut, C470, out by Red Rocks, um, from Wadsworth up to I-70. That is, uh, I think, two lanes in each direction, and it's going to stay that way for the foreseeable future. Um, They also minimized expansions on, on major arterial streets across the whole metro. And that is sort of a sea change. This is saying not only are we not going to keep expanding these key roads, but we are going to put money into alternatives. So I think this is fascinating. I think this, if it's it's if it's if actually followed through on, I think it is like going to change how people live here potentially.
0: Yeah, I'm thinking about that particular stretch of I-25 you described um, from Santa Fe to downtown is a section that like kind of runs through my area of town that I'm in all the time it is always backed up I drive I drive over it on Alameda and go oh gosh
1: they're still gonna put some money into it to like make exits safer if you think sure that's a really old stretch of highway so um think of like the exit where Alameda and I-25 intersect where you like go across these railroad tracks and get on this janky little (laughs) on-ramp like stuff like that they're they're gonna try to fix that um but they are taking the expansion
0: all while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com wonder. So in your reporting, you shared this really big number, $900 million, so that that's what's being moved away to fund these climate friendly transportation projects. Um, $900 million sounds like a lot of money, but I know that transit projects can cost almost in the billions. I mean, I just need to understand the scale of this plan. How is, it, is $900 million a big
1: deal? Uh, so planners told me it's about a 10% shift. So that's that's sizable. And I think the other thing to to remember here is transit projects can be very expensive, especially rail, right? RTD spent, right. I think seven billion dollars, something like that, over the last 20 years on on rail lines through fast tracks. This is completely bus, which is a lot cheaper than rail, rebuilding streets so that they're more bus friendly. So that that the dollar there will go a lot farther than if it was going into rail.
0: I think that's a great point, too, because that's a refrain we hear a lot. Like, oh, man, I wish that we had a train. I wish we had a subway. I wish we had, a, you know what I mean? But in reality, the infrastructure cost of something utilizing rail is so much more and often harder to retrofit into a city than it is to just make it easier for a bus. Yeah. So why is this happening now? Like what was the impetus for this to happen now? Because it's something we, I think we've known, especially transit folks have known for a long time.
1: Yeah. No, I think the the thing that makes this different and like, I hear the skepticism in your voice, like (laughs) there's been talk about transit saving the day for a long time here. The way that this rule is working through CDOT is that CDOT and all of the Dr. Cog like entities across the state are each given a budget, a climate budget that they have to take their list of projects and model and predict how many new emissions are going to come from these road projects so like they, they've been doing that over the last three months and now they're to a point where they're like okay if we want to fit into our budget we need to kick out some projects and cut them so that we meet it and so that's what's happening here and if they don't meet it they lose money like there's some actual teeth to this rule so I th- Frank. that's why this is different. That's why this is more than just talk. It's because there's actual like muscle and teeth behind it.
0: In terms of like, not just leaning into the usual, let's just widen the highway because that's how we've always done things. I took from your piece, like we're never going to ha- widen the highway again. But like I lived through T-Rex and then I lived through <laughs> the continued, you know what I mean? It's like I-25 is this never ending project. Are we truly going to see a change in this idea of, like, not widening the highway?
1: That's a great question. And we don't know the answer to that right now. We do know that CDOT is going to expand I-270 through Commerce City. They're going to expand 25 north of town up toward Fort Collins and I-70 to the west by Idaho Springs, Floyd Hill. That's a notorious pinch point. So they are going to keep expanding things. Um, But what they're saying now is, like, we're not going to expand everything that we had planned to before. And what we are going to expand, we're going to do a toll lane so that that will tamp down on the number of people that use the new road and it will give transit buses a space to use. So like Floyd Hill, they're they're running buses hourly now from Denver all the way up to like Summit County and Eagle County. And um, once that piece of road is rebuilt, those transit buses will just like scoot right by traffic in that toll lane. So that's like, you know, everyone hates toll lanes, for sure. Drivers do. Um, But they do (laughs) give transit sort of a red carpet, which will help people move through that area more efficiently.
0: Which they should, because that's like talking about the if we're talking about climate goals, we're talking about getting people out of their cars. And if you choose to get out of your car and get into um, a bus, you should get a little extra.
1: Yeah. You know? Yeah. And look, the, I um, mean, Coloradans have been fighting over highway expansions since the 60s, like as far as I know, probably before. But like my colleague, Andy Kenney, has done some great reporting in the past about all the highways that Denver was going to build that were going to like slice yes. right through the heart of like Capitol Hill and lower oh, downtown. And, and like, you know, a lot of those weren't built right? So like this is an ongoing push-pull. Like if if Jared Polis loses the governor's race, all this might change, right? Who knows? Um, but knowing what we know right now about how this climate rule works and the people in power at CDOT um, in the governor's office, like we can pretty confidently say that I-25 right now is off the table.
0: Interesting. I don't know when we were talking about Talking to you in this show, we we you know we cover transit a lot, and I have to say, our listeners who are transit advocates are very opinionated, and this is super. This is just something that some folks are super interested in. What is it about transit that you think really engages folks?
1: <laughs> I think it's like the only thing that makes sense to me, and this is after you know living my life in America um, and covering this and talking to a lot of people like that, but then also like getting around the world and seeing how people live elsewhere. Like, I think enough people have been to other cities, whether it's the East Coast or, you know, Europe or Asia or whatever, where they're like, huh, turns out you can have a good life and not need a car to do it. And I think they see that and then they come home and they're like, I want that. Because, like, (laughs) cars are cool if there isn't another car in front of you in traffic, (laughs) right? Like, they can feel like freedom unless you are sitting in, in traffic. Um, and I think we now like have spent enough billions of dollars expanding highways that there's a pretty good body of evidence to suggest that bigger highways don't mean no more traffic.
0: Yeah, I'm thinking about that sort of famous within the transit world idea, or, or at least I think it's you can add another lane to a highway, but it generally doesn't really change people's commute times at all or like by a minute or something.
1: Yeah, and it'll change it for a little bit. And then more development will happen because the highway is bigger and then all those new people that work and live in the new developments will start driving on the highway more. And it just fills it in again. Like T-Rex is the perfect <laughs> example of that.
0: Yeah, totally. I remember the minute they were like done with T-Rex, it was like, well, we've got to start working on this highway again. <laughs> yeah. Nathaniel Miner, thank you so much.
1: Yeah, thanks for having me.
0: So, Nate, I'm going to ask you one last question. It's okay. a hot take. I want a hot take from you. All right. Uh, I, w- I have to ask you about RTD. What do you think about free fares for better air this month?
1: Most reviews that I've I've heard from people are, are positive. It definitely, I think, made a difference in people's lives. As far as, like, whether or not it got more people onto buses and trains, we're not going to get any data until November, I think. Um, but anecdotally, mm. maybe a little bit more, but it's not... You know, I did some reporting on, on when RTD did this in the 70s. And and then it was like, whoa, like people were flooding the system. And I am not seeing any anecdotal evidence that that has happened this time around. What it means for the air, like the whole reason that the state gave money to RTD to do this. Right. Shrug emoji. <laughs>
0: There's one week left in RTD's month of free fares, and we want to hear from you. Have you been riding RTD more? Has it gotten you out of your car? Tell us your transit story. You can email us at denver at citycast.fm or leave us a voicemail with your name and neighborhood at 720-500-5418. And here's what else Denverites are talking about. Remember those first few months of the pandemic? The clear skies, the unblemished mountain views, and like whole streets devoid of cars? Well, that was thanks to the city's shared streets program when they took back many Denver roads and gave them to people, bikes, and dogs. Our guest today reported for Denverite that the barricaded streets were used by more than 10,000 people per day and cut down car traffic by three quarters. But... By the end of summer last year, the barricades were gone, and car was king once again. Now, the city's revisiting the idea, and they want your input. Should we permanently shut down some Denver roadways and make them car-free? We'll drop a link to the survey in the show notes, and you can share your thoughts on why shared streets are awesome. That's all for today here on CityCast Denver. If you enjoyed the show, why not take a minute to tell the RTD bus driver in your life about us? rate the show wherever you get your podcasts and subscribe to our morning newsletter. We'll be back tomorrow morning with more news from around the city. Bye. I realize my family does that. That's why we do that. Bye. My mom's like, bye. I'm like, bye.